0: Welcome to week number two in our series that we started last week, called "Teach Us to Pray," and and that's what we're doing in this series for four weeks. Uh, the disciples came to Jesus and asked him that question: "Will you teach us to pray?" And, and that's what we're really looking at: what the Bible says, how. To Pray not not so much the what but answering more the how question and and in Luke chapter 11 verse 1 This is kind of our theme verse for this series Luke 11 1, it says one day. Jesus was praying in a certain place And when he finished one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples and so they saw something in Jesus's life And they said, you know what, we want that. They recognized there was something about the way that he prayed. It was powerful. God moved. God answered his prayers. And they said, we want that. And so uh, this is our theme verse that we're really, uh, it's our jump off point, our diving board for this whole series. When the disciples came and said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so last week we talked about the fact that real prayer is driven by relationship, not crisis prayer. Uh, not by need, not by crisis. It, real prayer is driven by relationship, not rescue prayer. And, and we all know what rescue prayer is, right? Like, God, please, you've got to do something. Uh, and for many of us, that's all that prayer really is, that when we get in a bind, uh, when we get a diagnosis that, that is really disturbing to us, uh, when we lose our job, when, when something tragic happens, what do we do? Then we think, hmm, maybe I ought to get God involved. Maybe I ought to pray. But real prayer is really driven by relationship, not by rescue prayer. So that's what we talked about uh, last week. And, and this week, I want to talk about constant contact. That That's also another whole part of prayer, that God wants us to be in constant contact with Him. You know, uh, kind of interesting, we're in an a, a unusual or different season uh, in the Williamson home right now. Uh, our oldest daughter, she's going into her junior year in college. She's got a boyfriend, (laughs) and uh, listen, college relationships are like totally different than other relationships, you know what I'm saying, for dads, especially dads of daughters, so our oldest daughter, she's got this boyfriend, and he lives in Delaware, and, and, uh, but, but anyway, he lives in Delaware. And here's the thing. I, I'm like, hey, have you talked to, have you talked to Scoffinon lately? And, and what she do is like, yeah, I just talked to him, you know, and, and they text all day long. They're all day long. They're texting. They're in constant contact. And, and my wife and I were talking about this. Like, like, imagine how that would have been for us when we were in college. We met in college. My sophomore year in college, uh, my wife Susie and I. Uh, that's when we started dating and, and fell in love. But but summer was brutal, because she lived in Florida. I lived here in New York. And and here's the thing. I worked to pay the phone bill. And it was, like, it was like three times a week we got to talk on the phone for like one hour. And what we do is we, you write down this list of stuff you wanted to talk about. Our, our daughter, she knows what that guy in Delaware had for breakfast and for lunch, what color socks he's wearing. I mean, it's like, it's just constant contact, just the texting back and forth. And, and, and we're just like, imagine if that had been us, how different our relationship May have been even back then if we were just in constant contact like that. Well, you know what? That's what God wants for every one of us, and that's what prayer really is constant contact. In fact, there's an interesting uh, uh, passage of scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 14, and then 16 and 18. Let's look at that. Uh, in the New King James Version, it says, Now we exhort you, brethren. Now, now don't get hung up on that. He also means the sister as well. So it's not gender specific. Now we exhort you, brethren, rejoice always. And look at verse 17 here. Pray without ceasing. How are you supposed to do that? In other words, never stop praying. That, that's literally what's being said here. Pray without ceasing. And notice this. Okay, we exhort you, brethren. Why is that important? Because he's talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians. Now, if, if you're here today and, and you, don't, you wouldn't say, I'm not a Christian, guess what? You're completely off the hook. None of what we're talking about applies to you. But if you're one of the brethren or the sistren, this applies to us. And Paul here is writing to Christians at the Church of Thessalonica and says, rejoice always. That's pretty inclusive, isn't it? All-inclusive. Rejoice all the time. Pray without ceasing. Don't ever stop. Pray. Not for a moment. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How is that even possible? How is we, as followers of Christ, how can we possibly even pray without ceasing? Those are three simple words, and yet they carry really life-changing message. If we can just understand what the Apostle Paul is saying here, that, that the expectation for you and for me as followers of Jesus Christ is to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It, it, it's sort of like texting throughout the day. You know, I have to admit, I text my wife all day long. I actually text all three of my daughters all day long, too. We're in constant contact, and and in fact, we have a rule in the Williamson house. Our three daughters are not allowed to look on mommy's phone or daddy's phone because we just text downright love notes to each other (laughs) on a regular basis, and it can always know when that when when, uh, when someone has picked up one of our phones, one of our girls, because they look at us weird for like the next three hours. <laughs> They're kind of like. <laughs> but we're in constant contact all the time. See, see when you love someone, you, you don't hang up the phone and forget about them the rest of the day. But for many of us, when it comes to prayer, even those we pray every day, We pray in the morning, and then we forget about God the rest of the day. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be constant contact. And and so pray without ceasing. Now, what this means is really acknowledging God's presence throughout every single moment of the day. How do we do this? Now, before you think, man, Greg's just going off on three little words, one little verse actually the Bible repeats this a number of times throughout scripture. Look at Romans chapter one, verse nine. It says, God knows, Paul is talking to Christians at Rome here, and he says, God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night, I bring you and your needs in prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. He says, God knows how often I'm praying for you. Day and night. Day and night. What else is there besides day and night? And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You get this idea still. Pray constantly. That it's not like check off on the to-do list. I did my prayer thing. Now I move on and do other stuff. But pray all the time at all times and on every occasion. What does every occasion mean? All the time, every occasion. And then Colossians chapter four, verse two. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly, and this idea of continue is nonstop, don't ever stop, all the time, all the time. How in the world are we supposed to do this? Last verse I want to look at for right now. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be happy in your confidence. Be patient in trouble. And look at it. There it is. Pray continually. Don't ever stop praying. How are you and I going to follow these five times, and it's actually more than that repeated in Scripture, that that as followers of Christ, we're supposed to constantly be in communication and in prayer. How does that happen? We're busy, right? We're all busy. We all have a schedule to keep. We all have places to go and people that we need to see. It's so easy to get distracted. And so often we forget about him. But what I want to do is share with you some simple ways to pray without ceasing, to to stay in constant contact with God, and to really fulfill and, and to have that contact, that relational contact with God, constant contact, just like we would with someone that we care about, that we're texting uh, on an ongoing basis. And so real practical here, simple ways of, of to pray without ceasing. Here's the first thing, walk with God. Just walk with Him. Go on a walk with God. I talked about this a little bit uh, last week when we talked about the posture of prayer. Just just walk around the neighborhood and talk to God while you're on while you're walking, or, or maybe this. Maybe you're not a walker. Maybe you're a, a runner. Run with God. On the treadmill or something like that. You know, put in some, some of the earbuds or you know whatever, and 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 listen to some great uh, Christian music and, and and talk with God. Have a conversation with God. Walk with Him. You know, it's interesting in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, it talks about a, a, a unique man in Scripture named Enoch, and, and this is what it said, Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. How about that? He was actually walking with God on a regular basis, and I heard someone, a, a, a preacher say it one time this way. Enoch was walking with God, and, and, and finally at the end of the day, God said, listen, Enoch, you're closer to my home than, than yours. Why don't you just come on home with me? He's like, all right. Enoch, walk with God. I'm talking about physically, not even spiritually. Walk with God, just physically. Walk with God. Here's the second, just simple way to pray without ceasing: drive with God. Now, now, don't close your eyes. That's, that's you know that, that's not going to work, or, or you won't have to pray anymore. You'll see Him face to face. So, uh, but drive with God. Take the times. Many of us have a commute: ten minutes, half hour hour plus in the car on the train what would happen if you made the decision to leverage that time to drive with God to talk with God to be in contact with God now if you drive maybe you want to do this because we get into these habits don't we that that put a little post-it note on your dashboard talk to God just to remind you, when, when you're know, running a little bit late or something like that, how, how different an attitude would you be in when you hit the office if you decided, you know what, I'm gonna leverage that time and I'm gonna drive with God. Real, real practical. These are practical ways that we can stay in constant contact with God. How about this, wait with God. Wait with God. How much time do we spend every day waiting waiting online, waiting to pick up the kids, waiting on doctors, waiting on clients, waiting on bosses, waiting on family members, every single week. One of the things I've learned to do is, on one of my notes on my phone, I just keep a list of prayer requests. And when I find myself waiting, I just open that list and start to pray. And it's amazing how much time, literally minutes every single day, hours even in a week that we can pray by just waiting with God acknowledging even while I'm online at the DMV God's there God's there and, and, and I can connect with him just like I would think you know what I'm waiting online I'm going to text Susie see what she's doing what would happen if I'm going to pray and I'm going to connect with my heavenly father we can walk with God. We can drive with God. We can wait with God. Now, this, this next one, I was a little hesitant to, to say this. But, but you know what? My, my wife actually said we were talking about the message on. She's like, I think you need to say this. And, and so I hope this is not inappropriate. Number four, shower with God. There it is. I said it. Shower with God something there's something about going into the shower with that water just you know what I'm talking about and it just shuts everybody else out that it's just a great time for this is one of the main times that I pray every day in the shower and, and uh, it's pretty interesting, a lot of times at breakfast, just my routine, so she and I eat breakfast together, and then I go up and get ready in the shower, and she'll hear the water turn off and all, and, and so she'll I'm done, and then she comes up, and we were talking about something at breakfast, and she'll come upstairs, and then she'll say, okay, so what happened? And I'll say, you know what, I was praying, and I had this idea. And, and so much of what our church has become, <laughs> ideas for sermons... Even ideas for sermons about prayer have come out of prayer in the shower, all right? And, and, and you know what? It's not without precedent. I know this is a stretch, but, but Jesus, listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 6. He said, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, wham, parenthesis, turn on the water, and pray to your Father in private. There's nothing more private than the shower, then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. And so Jesus was talking about: it's not prayer is not about the show and the spectacle of impressing other people. Prayer is about a person connecting to God. And and it's very interesting. Some um, Jesus gave a lot of warnings about prayer. This is one of them. And so this is, for me, a practical application. Now, I heard of a pastor's wife, actually, who does this, that actually, one translation says, uh, go into your closet. And she literally goes into the closet amongst the clothes and prays. That is cool. I do it in the shower. But, but, But just real practically, another time there where instead of, you know, whatever... That, that you're really thinking about and communicating and contacting and connecting with God. And, and so we can walk with God, we can drive with God, we can wait with God, we can shower with God. And, and then the fifth thing is, this is so important, listen to God. Because this is supposed to be a conversation, not a dialogue, not a monologue, rather. It's not a monologue. And so it's real important to take time and just listen. Listen. Jeremiah 33.3 three puts it this way. God speaks and he says, ask me and I'll tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. How about that? Ask God questions. Ask him questions and then here's the thing. Listen. Just listen. The Bible also says be still and know that I'm God. God. And there's there's times when we just have to we have to silence ourselves and still ourselves and listen to God and what he says. And I think it's important that we ask him some questions and then let him answer us. Questions like this what's the next step in my journey with you, God? What what's the area of my life you want to work on the most right now? What's, What's the next step, God, in my family? What do you want to do in my family? What's the next step in my ministry? Ask me and I'll tell you remarkable secrets. You do not know about things to come. What's the next step in my career, Lord? What's the next step in my finances? God, what wisdom do you want to give me about preparing for my future financially what's the next step in my education is it done Lord because I want it to be done I said that to him one day when it came to education and then he said no I got more for you what's the next step in this relationship that I'm in right now ask me and I'll tell you remarkable secrets. You do not know about things to come. God wants to speak to you and to me. Keep that in mind. It's so important. Listen to what he's saying. What is it that God's saying? See, God doesn't need a 30-minute prayer session uh, to be moved into action on our account. What he's looking for really is constant contact and, and you know what that's what relational prayer is that's what we're talking about relational prayer is staying in constant contact with our Creator that's that's the prayer life that God desires for each and every one of us to experience every day constant contact with our Creator and, and so in the rest of our time together I want to give you a, a number of just quick hitting if I could put it this way Text messages to God. You know, I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe I'll help some of you. We're talking about teach us how to pray. I'm going to teach you how to text. In my opinion, if you have to scroll at all, that thing's too long. Texts are supposed to be short. They're supposed to be concise. Anybody who just goes on and on, and you're like, and then, and then, and there's a part one, and two, and three, and four, and eight, and 12. That's an email, folks. That's not a text message. That's an email. All right? And so I want, I'm going to give you just, just some ideas to get you thinking about this whole idea. See, see if we're in constant contact, it's just, it's just like this. With my wife, Susie's like, hey, babe, how's your afternoon going? That's a perfect text right there. That's a beautiful text. And maybe I'll just put like a little heart on there. Or maybe I'll put that little kissy face with the... She knows when the heart's in both eyes like that. (laughs) That's why our kids, we don't let them look at that. So anyway. So here are some quick text messages to stay in contact with God. Just think about these. Here's the first one. Lord, help me to turn from my sin when my sin turns towards me. Real quick. Lord, help me to turn from my sin when my sin turns towards me. Psalm 51, verse 3, David wrote, my sin is always before me. You know, isn't that so true? God God forgets. God forgives. But you know the hardest person to forget, forgive is ourselves. And and, and David said, my sin is like, all of a sudden, what I did 10 years ago, it's like, it's right there. In essence, he's saying, I don't need to be reminded of my sin. My mind reminds me all the time. So there's a, there's a good prayer right there. Lord, help me to turn from my sin when my sin turned toward me. When it turns towards me and say, no, you're still guilty, and there's condemnation. No, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God's forgiven me. Lord, help me to turn from my sin when my sin towards, turns toward me. Here's another. Are you ready for this? Here's another the second one. Lord, help me to do the things I know I should be doing right now, but I'm not. Oh, no. Lord, help me to do the things I should, I know I should be doing right now, but I'm not. In James chapter 1, verse 22, in a few weeks, we're going to start a whole series on the book of James. James chapter 1, the first chapter there in verse 22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Lord, help me to do the things I know I should do right now, but I'm not doing it. Not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. See, see, I think for most Christians, we know so much more of the Bible than we're living. So much. We don't need to learn more. We need to live more. Lord, help me to do the things I know I should be doing right now, but I'm not. Here's a third little text message prayer. Stay in constant contact. Lord, help me believe your word will guide me down this path. Lord, help me believe that your word will guide me down this path. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And, and so when you and I are going through a, a deep and a dark period, a dark time, a trying time, a challenging time in our lives, great prayer, Lord, help me to believe your word will guide me down this path and light my way I call that the 30-foot rule you know uh, at nighttime you get in your car and, and maybe you're you know out and it got dark shopping or something like that At some sort of event you headlights come on or turn the headlights on and maybe you live 10 15 miles from from where you're at those lights don't illuminate the whole entire road what do they do just about 50 feet maybe about 50 feet up ahead And as you begin to move what happens as that car begins to go forward another 50 feet another 50 feet that's how it is with God's Word God never illuminates the whole entire path that he has for us for our rest of our lives he says, this is the next step this is the next step find it in his word Lord help me believe your word and guide me will guide me down this path here's another one of these just simple concise kind of text message prayers Lord, help me forgive people quickly and completely. Lord, help me to forgive people quickly and completely. There's so much that the Bible says about forgiveness, why it's so important, and and we like to think it's a choice, but it's not much of a choice, is it? Because if we choose not to forgive, we don't hurt the person who wronged us, we hurt ourselves. Haven't we seen that? Powerfully depicted recently in Charleston with the great crisis, tragedy that happened at the church there in Charleston, South Carolina. I, I was watching the, the day that the, the man who, young man who murdered nine people appeared in court and the family was able to address him. Powerful. They said, We forgive you. I was flipping back and forth from the, the most liberal, the most conservative news services. People they didn't even know what to say. They were going like, what do you do with that? Their family members were just murdered, and they say, We forgive you. That that's the gospel being portrayed on every news outlet in our country. Lord, help me forgive people quickly and completely. Those those folks, what, what beautiful, just showing Christ love and forgiveness. How about the grudges I'm holding for something so much less than that? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 14 through 15, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Lord, help me forgive people quickly and completely. Here's one more of these simple, short text prayers that we can pray, staying in constant contact with God. Lord, help me see things and hear things that others aren't. Lord, Help me see and hear things that others aren't. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Lord, help me see things and hear things that others aren't seeing and aren't hearing, the things that really matter. For time and eternity and here's the last little text prayer that I have to share with you just in ways of ideas of thinking about how to stay in constant contact see if this uh, fits anyone Lord help me blank just just fill in the blank of whatever whatever's going on wherever you're at right now Lord help me blank. Or, or maybe instead of the blank, just move the period. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. It's one of the most powerful prayers that we can ever pray. Lord, help. Help me. I can't do this on my own. Help me. This is what it says in Psalm 109, and it says that all over the Bible. You do a little search on just Lord help me. You'd be shocked at how many verses come up on, on the computer. Psalm 109, verse 26. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me because of your unfailing love. We, we can pray this verse. Help me, O Lord my God. Help me right now. And so let me ask you a question. Which one of these one-sentence text message, text-sized prayers do you need to kind of tuck into your back pocket That, that you need to remember? That you can pray to stay in constant contact with our Heavenly Father. Let me say it again, because this is really, I think, what the whole idea is of this message relationship prayer is staying in constant contact with our creator that's what God wants from you that's what he wants for me N- not to pray in the morning as important a- as that is but then to forget about him the rest of the time but constant contact to be aware of him everywhere we go everything that we do constant contact with him and let me ask this last question As we conclude the message. One of the things we talked about tonight in terms of prayer is making time to listen to him. And so let me ask you, what has he been saying to you during this message? Yeah, he's talking you that thought, that random thought that you had, that's him. During this time, if as, as, as you've been hearing, and I've been talking about prayer, and we've been going through in the Scripture, we've been looking at Scripture, the Holy Spirit takes that and directs that into our heart and applies it to our life. So what is it that God's been saying to you during this time right now? It's so important that we not just hear what He says, but we actually do what it is that He wants us to do as well. And so right now, I just want to pray. Would you bow your heads with me? And let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us not just to listen, but Lord, to really do what it is that you speak to us. Lord, that we would cultivate a constant contact with you, our Creator. That we would look for creative ways, Lord, when we, when we walk when we drive, when we wait, Lord, any activities that we're in, that we take time to talk to you and to pray and to listen as well. Father, help us to reach out, not only to, to share what's on our heart, but then to make time and to hear what it is that you're saying, and then to obey, to live out to apply what we hear you saying, what we hear you saying through this simple message today about staying in constant contact through prayer, and what we hear you saying as we spend time in prayer and also in your word. Thank you, Father, that you love us so much that you just don't want our attention one hour on a Sunday, one hour on a Thursday. 20 minutes when we wake up, 10 minutes when we wake up, but you want to be in a constant conversation with us all day long. And may we grow as we take these steps to cultivate constant contact with you, our creator. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.